some people don't even participate in Black Friday. The like feeling of there's deals everywhere makes you actually just buy more in general. So you don't even always have to do a discount if you can't afford to do it. If your brand has been around for a while and you want to create some new intent, I would absolutely lean into TikTok as early as possible to, cre to create that intent, to keep top of mind, because in the end, a lot of the, the more sophisticated brands, brands in the 10, 20, 50 million dollar range, they already were thinking about how do I acquire new customers because they know how much they're going to spend in the first 60 to 90 days. This episode, you're going to learn how to approach quarter four with social advertising in a downtown economy. It's a great episode you do not want to miss, so do stay tuned. Retail and e-commerce have witnessed an unprecedented transformation in the last decade. The widespread adoption of mobile technology, social media, as well as the lowered cost of cloud-based technology have not only eroded the barriers to entry in retail, but it's also led to the rapid rise and dominance of digital native product brands that sell directly to their customers. On this podcast, you'll get the scoop on customer acquisition and retention strategies employed by high-growth digital native product brands. Not being afraid to spend because you know that customer is going to pay it back uh, three or four-fold. That's when you start to unlock channels in the way that they were meant to be used. In Listen to interviews with experts at the forefront of technology and innovation in digital retail. Three years ago, they wouldn't have come to us because, yeah, the macro trend of cloud, Wi-Fi, broadband availability, that was a real, that was a real problem. Hear firsthand stories from founders of innovative direct-to-consumer brands. Although I was thinking about the competition, I was more thinking about, like, how do I just build a freaking successful business? We focus on driving as much traffic as possible, converting that traffic, uh, and then dumping money back into driving more traffic. These insights will help you consistently 2x growth in specific areas of your direct-to-consumer brand. This is the 2x e-commerce podcast, hosted by Kunle Campbell. As you continue to grow your e-commerce business, access to growth capital would increasingly play a significant role in achieving and surpassing your financial and social goals. Why should you give up equity or pay high interest rates to grow your business? There is a new way to access growth capital that transforms e-commerce businesses. Wayflyer has shaken the way e-commerce operators access working capital. With a dedication to only D2C e-commerce businesses, Wayflyer will fund you on a fairer fund-as-you-grow model, meaning if your sales slow down, so does the amount you transfer back. There's just a simple fee and the funds you need to grow are deposited to your account instantly. It's worth checking out on wayflyer.com. That's W-A-Y-F-L-Y-E-R. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show, the podcast dedicated to digital commerce insights for retail and e-commerce teams. So each week on this podcast, we interview either a commerce expert or a founder at a digital native consumer brand or representative from a best-in-class commerce software as a service product. We give them a tight remit to give you ideas that you can test right away in your brand so you can improve commerce growth metrics such as conversions, average order value, repeat customers, your audience size, and ultimately your gross merchant value or sales. We are here to help you sell more. 
Now, this episode is um, a very special one. It's a recording from our recently concluded Commerce Excel conference. Now, it's um, a session that was delivered by some of the greatest minds in media buying and social advertising today. You're going to learn the top challenges in media buying, how the current economic climate is compounding thorny issues and the tactics and strategies you need to overcome them. This expert panel will teach you the emerging ad formats that are capturing attention today and give you all the resources you need to scale your brand. Not to mention, you will get their exact Q4 playbooks for social advertising and platforms like TikTok and Facebook. Now, who's on the panel? Well, the panel is hosted by none other by than um, Callie Moore. Um, you're going to hear more about her. And um, we had Nick Shackleford, managing partner at um, Structured Social. So if you are a regular listener of this podcast, you, you, you must have heard about Nick Shackleford. Moshe Saraf, another regular on the podcast. He's been on the podcast two or three times. He's a CEO of Pareto Solutions. They are a performance marketing powerhouse promoting unicorns such as Miro, Pleo, Fiverr, Nectar Sleep, Mixtiles, all the bunch. We also have Tamer Vak- Vakil, who's the director of paid social and TikTok advertising. He's a Facebook expert who spent over $75 million on $75 million on Facebook and TikTok over the last five years. Um, he works for a digital agency called Power Digital. Now, um, I loved this, you know, um, conversation, this panel. There's so much value you can you can take away from this. And what can I say? Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Cheers. The 2X e-commerce podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo gives you the tools to get growing faster. That is why it's trusted by over 50,000 e-commerce brands like Brooklinen, Non, and Chubby's. Build your contact list, send emails that pop, and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit klaviyo.com forward slash 2x to create your free account. That is K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com forward slash 2x. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for the second annual Commerce Excel Conference, the most awaited D2C event of the year. It's an absolute pleasure to be here and to have people from all around the world tuning in. My name is Trevor Krotz. I'm the president of Buddy Brands, Compel Commerce, and ScanShop 3D. And it's an absolute pleasure to be your host on stage two, which is proudly sponsored by our platinum partners, Rich Panel and Octillion Capital Partners. Now, whether you're new to Black Friday, Cyber Monday, or you're looking for new strategies to make this tumultuous Q4 your strongest one yet, this panel is going to give you everything that you need to survive and thrive. Now, this panel is titled Approach Q4 Social Advertising in a Downward Economy, and I think it's something that we all probably need to tune into. Now, you're going to hear from the best-in-class social advertising and video experts and discover exactly how they're growing their brands in this competitive media environment. Now, this event is proudly sponsored by our, our good friends at Rich Panel. And so shout out to them. Not every customer query should turn into a support ticket. Rich Panel is an all-in-one customer service platform for e-commerce brands that let you cut down on at least 50% of your tickets through self-service. 
We are absolutely grateful for their invaluable support as a Platinum Commerce Excel partner. We also want to shout out to some of our other partners. It wouldn't be a successful event without the partnership of our gold partners, Partner Hero and Customer Labs, as well as our copper partners, SEMrush, VideoWise, and Fira. Now, a little housekeeping before we get started. This meeting is being recorded, so please ensure that your device is on mute during the panel discussion. Please use the ask the ask question feature on the right of your screen. Ask any questions you want of the panel, and we'll try to get them involved. Um, we will look forward to lots of insightful content, so definitely engage, ask your question. Now let's get to it. The session is delivered by some of the greatest minds in media buying and social advertising today. You guys are in for a serious treat. You'll learn some of the top challenges in media buying and how the current economic climate is compounding thorny issues and tactics and strategies and what you're going to need to do to overcome them. You know, throughout the next 40 minutes, this expert panel is going to teach emerging ad formats that's capturing attention and give you all the resources that you need to scale your brand. Not to mention, you're going to get their exact Q4 playbooks for social media advertising on platforms like TikTok and Facebook. This session is going to be moderated by no other than Kaylee Moore, who is an e-commerce expert, writer for Vogue Business, Forbes, Fast Company, Adweek, just to name a few. She works with top brands like AT&T, Stripe, Shopify, and BigCommerce. Expect many great insights into what is what is the best in business and what best in business people are doing to keep up with this fast-paced social environment and this tumultual, tumultual marketing place here. You're going to be joined by experts who have grown brands by leaps and bounds across all of their social channels. And uh, let's just get to it. I'd like to hand it over to Kaylee Moore now. Over to you, Kaylee. Thank you so much. So before we get into our discussion here, I would love to have our panelists tell us a little bit about themselves. So let's start with Nick. Nick, tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you again. Super excited to be here. Obviously, the team behind this uh, is first first class, and this is the second year I've been able to be a part of this. Uh, my name is Nick Shackleford. I've been doing this for about 10 years, and my focus has always been in the paid media space, whether it was bigger brands or like Apple or smaller brands, just selling magnetic eyelashes. I love selling stuff online. And I was joking behind stage, this is going to be my ninth time in Black Friday, Cyber Monday, whether it was like pushing the buttons, managing those that are pushing the buttons or finding brands and partners to push the buttons for, uh, it's been all over the map. So I'm excited to kind of reflect on this one because the role that I'll play here is definitely more like omniscient, looking across what's happening, setting up the battle stations. And we're pretty much in it, like September 22nd. It's right now, right now, a lot of planning, a lot of discussions, a lot of excitement and fear. So I'm excited to kind of discuss with the rest of you panelists. Yeah, thank you so much. Moshi, let's hear from you next. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm Moshi, I'm the CEO of Polesta Solutions. Uh, we do e-commerce for one, I think uh, seven years. Uh, manage brands like uh, Netflix, Sleep, Mixed Styles, Easy Plant, uh, and so on. Like kind of, uh, very much, yeah, and also we do B two B like Miro, if you know them, and other companies, Guardian, and so on. Uh, we st basically what's unique about us is we do the, our own creative, so we do like performance ads, and we produce them in house. So we kind of go with the platform, and now we change to as you just see, we're going with it. And also we move to a different platform. I start only Facebook in the heydays, and then now it's like yeah, TV ads, like national TV ads, and stuff like that. Or on the other end, TikTok. She's like totally different animal and very interesting, though very frustrating. Uh, that's us. Wonderful. Thank you. And last but not least, Tamir, let's hear a little bit from you before we get into our questions. Tell us about what you are up to. Hi, guys. Super excited to be here. Um, I'm probably the younger blood here. been in the industry for about five years. Um, really, I'm, I'm working for Power Digital. It's a growth marketing firm. 
And my position specifically oversee a team of media buyers, uh, creative uh, strategists. And really what we do is um, cranking the code on the creative side and how does it go in tune with the media buying side. I'm sure that's the hottest topic these days. Prior to that, uh, I had a media production company focusing solely on creative. And then I worked for a CRO uh, team at Wayfair. Really now feel like I'm landing in the, in the right spot. So the past five years has been a blast and excited to be here today. Wonderful. Okay, well, let's get into our questions. Again, we are talking about media buying in the current economic landscape, which is in the in a bit of a downturn right now. So everybody's thinking about for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, what do we need to know and how can we prepare and, and what things do the experts suggest that we do? So the first question I'm going to pose and whoever would like to jump in first, please feel free. But let's start broad. So what are the top challenges that media buyers face in Q4 this year? And how are they different this year from years past? Okay, I can jump in. Uh, sure. This year, I think it's going to be the most difficult one uh, that I've seen so far, uh, because you're seeing economic downturn. So people aren't going to have as much money as before. And iOS 14 really packed up like all the platforms, except Google maybe. So basically, we don't have the targeting. We don't have like the, the audience we used to have, like the iOS, that's sort of like top spenders. And people have less money. So media, media costs are on the rise, and targeting like, the audience is shittier, basically, and uh, it's going to be much more difficult this year. Well said. I'll come around on the back. I, I do echo a little bit like the doom and gloom that Moshi has, has thought, mainly because nothing is going to be as good as last year. Like There was so much money pumped into the system, especially from a state side of things, that anything compared to what happened last year is going to look smaller. So no matter what, like even if it was the best year we've ever had, it's not going to touch what we did last year. Um, I do think this year is is a little bit of a shift because there's a lot more fear. Now, we'll talk a little bit about like the consumer purchasing index or like consumer confidence index, a CCI rating that just came out, as well as what happened with the rate hike. So I won't go super, super financial with everybody. But I will say that there's a little bit more fear coming into what is necessi- necessary purchase. Like that is the things like if you fall into a category of I have an item that people most likely need consistently. It might not just be a gifting for you, for me play. You might be in a different situation rather than someone that's uh, an item or selling a product that might not be needed, but wanted. It could be in a different situation now than it could be at least compared to last year. Piggyback on on both guys. Great. Honestly, I don't have much to add. The only one I would say is you've got to be a lot more efficient this year. I think cash is a little tight for a lot of brands, whether you're enterprise, whether you're a small bootstrap company. So making sure your money goes the longest way possible is going to be key and brands that will do it probably head into a great Q1. Um, and, you know, it all depends on how deep your pocket is, but I think it's rising costs and everything together is, is all making it into a happy mix for everyone. So, so let's take things a little bit more granular next. Let's talk about some of the specific tactics and strategies that media buyers should be considering to kind of work against these challenges with budget constraints, less less certainty, basically less enthusiasm about the the current economic landscape. Um, Any standout resources you would recommend for those who are looking to learn more about these specific tactics as well? Because we want to make sure that people have um, some resources that they can turn to if they if they do want to get really into the weeds on these uh, ideas and suggestions that you have. Well, if yeah. I'm a D2C brand right now, uh, the first thing I would do if I don't have it already is uh, getting like a partnership thing. Uh, meaning I need to bypass the cost of the, the media buying, so I need to talk with TikTok influencers, but not just the mega influencer, just because they are overpriced right now and they're not delivering, you know, the, the, 
the value for money is very low. I would take them as uh, more of uh, content generation generators. Basically, create tons of UGC ads, uh, tons of small influencers, like again, mini influencers, like they, they want to cost two hundred dollar per video. Another one to cost like twenty k, and just because first of all, it's, it's working. Right now, it's working, and, and basically, it's a way to bypass the, the actual cost. So, the, if the CPMs are too high, and I can pay basically even arbitrage right now, I have a much lower price for the organic traffic, and a lot of a lot of people are trying to get in. Uh, I, I would buy this capability in house, but it takes a while because you need to know how to filter the right people, you need to have like you know editing team. But the content send you is not usable as is most of the time. Um, so you, you really need to, to build it inside, and it's a long process. It's not easy. Like we started like several months ago, and right now it's working, but like it took us a while. Uh, our clients did the same, and again, it took them a while, but now it's, it's really cost-effective. Uh, but now is the time, because by the end of the year, you're not going to have nothing, basically. And paying the CPMs of Facebook or even TikTok, it's not going to be feasible by Black Friday. But yeah. Not the scale, again, we're used to. So... Uh, specifically speaking, I would look at, we are going live with the majority of our offers middle of October. So we, we are going to get as live as fast as possible. We are starting with most likely our best offer that we can afford on the margin side because it's two different situations happen. Some people don't even participate in Black Friday. The like feeling of there's deals everywhere makes you actually just buy more in general. So you don't even always have to do a discount if you can't afford to do it. But a lot of the brands are thinking like, hey, I'm either in a I need to move units situation to get product off shelf or I mean, I need maximize revenue state. That's really going to dictate how deep of a discount or how much of an offer are you trying to sell units or trying to maximize profit? Um, the number one resource and I and I hate to always give these guys the credit, but Common Thread Collective, like I have to shout these guys out. These guys produce this massive dump of offers from the year before that are give you some inspiration and creativity. And I think it's on straight up on the website, but look up like Black Friday, Cyber Monday emails, Black Friday, Cyber Monday offers, but they have an incredible, incredible batch of things that you can literally take today, make an offer and be ready to launch by at least October mid. Love that. Tamir, what about you? Yeah, I think the guys touch on, on pretty much most stuff that you can do. I think, we are also going to go live earlier for Black Friday. I don't think we're going to wait for Black Friday. And I think the two things to keep in mind, if you're a new brand, you want people to think about you before Black Friday, because in Black Friday, there's so much noise, so much going on. And if you, especially if you're newer, if you're enterprise and you have good affinity, I wouldn't worry about it as much. But if you're on the newer side, been in business for one, two, three years, maybe 100% go early. Um, I get my info on Twitter and LinkedIn. Honestly, I just find different guys. I follow Shaq, follow Shaq. Get all the guys that you really believe in and think, you know, they're, they're doing something good. Moshe, great. You know, their team is doing great production. I always check out their ads. So, like, I build my own network in a way, but um, that I, I would just say get on Twitter, 100%. Yeah, big fan as well. Um, Nick, I want to start this next question with you. Are there any emerging ad formats, platforms, et cetera, things like that, that you think show promise and are ripe for experimentation right now, and especially with the upcoming holiday season? Or if maybe not, if you're like, these platforms have been around, we all know this. Um, are there any unexpected approaches you've seen uh, performing surprisingly well? That's a, that's a hell of a question. So I was actually trying to, to talk with the team yesterday about this. And I got some stuff today. So one of our leads, Nicole Cromwell, she is incredible. She's brilliant. She knows what she's doing on the side of things. She's big on the Plus. Like she's just like, look, 
It's kind of like shopping. It's kind of like Google Shopping Play. This is something that we have to take advantage of, especially you have a large SKU store. And so for for whatever reason, I I look at our portfolio. We have anywhere between 60 to 120 brands, depending if it's on paid media or if it's on the email side of things. And right now for the paid media specifically, we have a lot of large SKU stores, not single SKU. So I can't speak specifically to the approaches we're taking with like a single SKU store outside of potentially building pages. Pages per traffic source has been something that we are really, really big fans of. It wasn't in the past. I now think it's extremely necessary now. But we know that if with Advantage Plus or at least the, the, the what is it, Google, uh, what is Facebook? Performance Plus. Whatever the tool that Facebook is using, similar to what they're trying to copy from Google, we are going full into it for two reasons. One, Facebook's pushing it, kind of like when we jumped on Reels really, really early. Facebook's giving it a little bit better on the CPM side. So we're seeing it actually perform a little bit better there. And then second, Nothing on the creative side of things that we've always done this consistently. We're always image heavy during offers. Like it's the offer, the product go that we aren't going super creative. We we are tr- currently, I would say the end of Q3 into now we're building audiences with a little bit longer videos, et cetera. But I always like my go-to for once the offer goes live, it's an image and it's communicating what the offer is. Sit, hard stop. Love that. Moshe, what about you? Anyhow, I totally agree that the images are great for retargeting. Uh, and we see it like we see it everywhere, basically. Uh, when you do retargeting video, don't do shit. And images are like, they'll spend like hundreds of thousands per month on like, very stupid images, basically, just the product with the price and that's it. Um, more things that are like very, very actionable and you can do right now. Uh, Reels, like in Facebook, it's a new placement. And if you target board, basically, if you like, do the automatic placement, you don't get traffic on reads. I don't know why. It's like a technical restriction. Like, I actually asked Facebook, and that's what he told me. Um, but if you do like a campaign access or a specific forwards, you get an amazing traffic. Okay, amazing is like uh, at the end, like the conversion is uh, smaller, but the CPM are way better. So at the end, it's very cost effective. And it reaches like, you know, tens of percent of traffic. It's like, it's not, it's not small. Like, it's actually cost effective. Uh, so that's very actionable regarding ba- banners and images uh, for targeting you know, either, either dynamically or uh, manually. It's great. Like regarding dynamic images, like I'm iffy because sometimes it's amazing. Like for some clients and some, for some it's like horrible because. Uh, but but it's a good strategy overall. Like if I don't have an option, that's what I do. Um, regarding videos, uh, that's something I would say for. Uh, Again, not UGC, but you know, production and so on. And something would say for January, when I do that that position of new audience. Like now, it's just you know, basically reaping the reward for the your past users with emails, with remarketing, with everything, because you can't really compete on that position right now. Okay, great, Tamir. Anything to add here? Yeah, I think um, essentially, yeah, TikTok just has way better CPMs right now. In general, it will have into Q4. So. If you're a lower AOV brand, I would say you will, you can slash should expect moving more budgets into TikTok. If you're a higher AOV, I would still use it. I may not, you may not see the same conversions. You may not get the same results. I wouldn't slow down spend there just because you're not getting help. But like to me, TikTok is really where a lot of brands will see new, innovative, you know, innovative um, approach to to marketing. I also think that you know, if you're smart, you take your TikTok best performers. Put them on reels, and if you notice, there's no more like just normal video tab on Instagram. It's literally only reels. So 
your video is going to be showing in Reels if it's great on TikTok. And, you know, 100% recommend to do that crossover creative um, and move, move your best stuff from TikTok to uh, Facebook. And in general, just have a great, great, you know, in-tune team on the TikTok and Facebook side. Don't, don't create like silo team there because that's exactly what is going to work this year. Um, so again, that, that's how we're looking at it from AOV perspective. I like that. I want to I want to stay with you, Tamir, and I want to kind of piggyback off what you just said. That was some good general advice. If you had to give one piece of advice to fellow marketers who are helping with the ad buying strategy, what would your one thing be that you would tell them for this year? Let's start with you. Oof, uh, hard to narrow it down to one. I would say so for the media buying side. I'm not, I'm going to try not to stick to going to creative. I'll talk about it after. For the media buying side, I would say any like what we're seeing is creative. People are slowly kind of like going into the media buying side, like the creative strategist is the hottest topic. And we really that's like a person sitting in between. So if you don't have that, what you, you will do is you want your creative team to slowly get more in tune with the media buying and you want your media buyers to be in more tune with the business as a whole. Like, how's the business doing? How performance is? So if I'm a media buyer, I want to make sure I make I pay attention to not just the platform indicators you want to have i don't know if you triple well north beam whatever or ga use whatever you want to use but being more tuned with the business as, as we head into q4 and if you're a creative head more into the media buying side and being better communication with them i'd say that's 100 something brands will have to do this q4 uh, but yeah that that's about it great advice great um moshe what about you what's your piece of advice let's take this quick break to hear from our sponsors The subscription market is predicted to grow to nearly 500 billion by 2025. As a fast-growing area in commerce, subscriptions hold tremendous opportunities to build a community of customers who share your values. Recharge is the leading subscription management solution helping e-commerce merchants of all sizes launch and scale subscription offerings. Recharge powers the growth of over 15,000 subscription merchants and their communities, turning one-time transactions into long-term customer relationships. Whether you're a direct-to-consumer business or an omni-channel brand, subscriptions strengthen the brand relationships with your customers and make it easy for customers to make repeat purchases. With subscriptions, merchants are able to experience predictable revenue, increased customer loyalty, and higher average order values. Turn transactions into relationships and experience seamless subscription commerce with Recharge. Get started today with a subscription payment solution trusted by over 50 million subscribers worldwide by heading over to rechargepayments.com forward slash 2x. That is rechargepayments.com forward slash 2x. Did you know that loyal customers are nine times more likely to convert compared to a first-time shopper? That's why exceptional customer service is so important for your retention and growth. I recommend using Gorgeous, the leading help desk for Shopify, Magento, and big commerce merchants. Gorgeous combines all your communication channels, including email, SMS, social media, live chat, 
and phone into one platform. This saves your team hours per day and makes managing customer orders a breeze. It also integrates seamlessly with your existing tech stack so you can access customer information and even edit, return, refund, or create an order right from your help desk. To learn more, go to gorgeous.com. That's G-O-R-G-I-A-S.com and mention 2X e-commerce podcast for two months free. That is gorgeous.com for two months free. Just mention 2X e-commerce. Uh, it is creative related and, and it's kind of related to what others said, but uh, you have to go TikTok, even if it's not cost effective. First of all, because when you measure it for a conversion leaf, we sell it and so on, we see it actually it does affect sales a lot. Even if you don't see it like the AUTNs, so they don't click, kind of like YouTube. Um, and secondly, because the creative approaches you're going to discover there when you do the UGC and so on are super effective on Facebook. Even on the, like, you know, fancy production on Facebook, like I, I production, you still can learn a lot from uh, TikTok. And because you use, uh, you know, influencers that are basically, you know, loose cannons and do whatever they, whatever they want, I would not say the fuck, but I was like, no. <laughs> so yeah, I'm keeping it clean. Uh, so you learn a lot of, like they have a lot of shit, but some of it is super innovative. And uh, again, the tactic of using, right now one of our clients just bought us like a TikTok creative and we actually tried to drill and it was amazing. So on Facebook. And then start producing more and more of this with like the actors actually instead of the influencers, but it's working amazingly well. And basically we do it everything. Every time we see something innovative on TikTok, we just copy it. So TikTok is is worthwhile, even if it's not cost effective, you know, by the by the rough numbers. Of course, you have to balance it. You can't like spend uh, 50k per day on TikTok if you're not seeing the result. But uh, do spend like 10k. Okay. Nick, how about you? What's your piece of advice for listeners here today? Uh, map out what you can uh, map out exactly what it is that you can spend, um, and then know exactly how many units per sale that you can kind of get out. Uh, that's something that a lot of media buyers forget about. They're pacing, they're pacing. It looks good, it looks good, and all of a sudden you sell out, or all of a sudden the, the partnership of the brand or even your brand can't sell anymore, and all of a sudden now the count has to go down. So know exactly how many units you can sell. Know exactly what the pace at which you should be spending at, and then go hour by hour. Like this is the few time where it's like our Super Bowl, and that's an American reference to a big game day. Um, so it's like basically the Man U Derby over there, if you guys cared enough about that, or Champions League final. Um, that, to me, is something that's super important because there's nothing like a bigger buzzkill and seeing great return. And all of a sudden, why is this not converting? And going back and forth and checking site. Because that media buying, that, ta- that, that phrase of media buying, means a lot of things nowadays. It used to just mean clicking buttons in the account. But right now, it's... Make sure you make sure it's you can click. Make sure that you have inventory. All of a sudden, you start seeing declines. You don't know why. It's not an ad. Nothing's going wrong there. But check what's happening on the site. A lot of people forget to do it, especially in big moments where you kind of have some butterflies inside. Um, it's good to kind of keep everything cool. Great advice, all three of you. I love that. So the final question here, I would like to ask is: I want to get into the weeds a little bit. So tell me about how in Q4 this year. Specifically, how are you going to use Facebook ads and um, how are you going to basically like what's your ad strategy for Q4? So, Tamir, let's start with you. Yeah, great question. I think I'll, I'll bucket it into how matures the brand. So, like, if your brand has been around for a while and you want to create some new intent, I would absolutely lean into TikTok as early as possible to, cre- to create that intent to keep top of mind because in the end, 
when you had when you get into Black Friday, at least me as a consumer, I think, you know, I know what brands I'm definitely going to buy from. I already know. And it's not even like, you know, it's not even October yet. Um, on the flip side, there's going to be maybe one or two, maybe three brands that will catch my attention before Black Friday that I will pay attention to and I'll buy from them. So if you're a big brand and you, and you have a commodity product that, you know, you know, people are going to want, but you don't know they're going to buy it from you. Uh, 100% start on TikTok early. And I wouldn't, I mean, again, it depends on you and the efficiencies, but we're seeing brands spend anywhere from 10 to 30% of their, what they used to spend on Facebook. They took that into TikTok. So again, figure out your, your, how cost effective and your finance, but I would say move some of the budget as early as possible. If you are a newer brand, I would say, and you're lower AOV, I would say you can lean into TikTok and potentially even compete and beat Facebook on, on that side. We're seeing brands with like 20, 30, $40 uh, items. Uh, already outpacing Facebook now. So like, I can only imagine what's going to happen in November. So I would look at it depending on the brand. Um, look at the segmentation. Creative-wise, I would say whatever works in TikTok is going to work on Facebook, not so much the other way around. Um, and that doesn't come only from me. If, you're not, if you guys know Savannah, I think she does a lot of TikTok. I, I'm a big fan. And definitely, I would say check her out if you want to figure out your creative game for TikTok. Uh, that's that's literally what I do. That's what, you know, we have, we have a full production team, but we always look out to the people who do it right and, and welcome them. So 100% do that. Yeah. Savannah, Savannah Sanchez is who he's talking about there. She's the social Savannah if you are looking to find her. So that's how you can track her down. Um, Nick, what about you? What is your specific strategy for TikTok and Facebook ads this Q4? It's actually not going to change too heavily because we we don't spend like similar to me like we're not spending significant amounts of our overall budget on TikTok compared to what we're spending on Google or Facebook. So I will say it's not going to change very very much. So if anything, we're most likely going to just rotate what's working on FB and drop it on the TikTok just to get more distribution. I don't think it's going to convert. I will I will echo that because that, that is pretty much the narrative that we've seen on our accounts. But I won't say that we're doing anything crazily drastic, mainly because if you if you if you don't have the pages built already to operate and be like segmented for each traffic source, what is it? We're all going to be remarketing into it anyways. So I think there's there's maybe one or two brands that we're just going to be running remarketing on TikTok just because the cost of CPM is a little bit cheaper compared relative to what's happening on Facebook. We don't have anything crazy dialed in for yet, to be honest. Okay. I want to second track like the remarketing on TikTok 100%. Marketing is the most premium audience you can have on Facebook and anywhere pretty much. TikTok still hasn't cut up there on the cost. So like definitely drop remarketing on TikTok. If you haven't done it, try it. Hopefully it works for you. It doesn't work for everyone, but it's a hit to hit or miss. But it, if it works, it's great. It's yeah. worth it. Like it doesn't cost you. Well, technically it does, but it, 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 you, it for to set it up and run something that's proven on remarketing, you got to do it. It's it's yeah. like got to do it. Hundred percent. Moshe, what about you? I'm going to less about targeting. At the end, it's because uh, we do mostly creative performance. Our creative strategy is very different than in, end of the year. Like usually in the middle of the year, we do very hardcore acquisition, show the product, we try to hard sell it, and so on. And most of our end of the year creative are about gifts and about emotions and about all the stuff that usually we don't do at all. It's about the granny or the unboxing uh, something that is grandson is bringing here and so on. Um, luckily, I have like cheap child label. My son is like my actor uh, <laughs> most of the time. Um, but anyway, gifts, creative are working way, way better during the end of the year or during holiday seasons. 
And it's like we see a major shift. Like we have a winner creative for over a year now for Easy Plan, for example. And as soon as the all this season comes, it's like, it's like the, the old gift cake just jump up. So if you don't have it, like some emotional gifts slash unboxing one, create it now because you're going to need it. And, uh, but it's not going to remain useful for, for it's like, it's very temporary thing. Okay, great. So um, it looks like Tamir has dropped a question in. Um, so what conversations with clients, what conversation, what have conversations been like with clients leading up to the holiday season? Are people feeling uncertain? Are they feeling excited? I'm curious as to hear what your read has been on working with clients this year. Yeah, I think um, I would say people tend to be a little bit more uncertain just because the economics and everything. I think, you know, inflation, housing prices, there's a lot of stuff that are happening in the background. And so we don't know 100% how it will impact consumer behavior. We already, I think the Google report came out, it's like 8% down year over year. But again, it doesn't reflect necessarily what will happen in November, just a trend. So it has been more uncertain, but I think the smaller brands that have a really unique product and that are well-backed financially, I think those definitely only excitement. I don't, I don't hear them even like, being concerned just a little, um, but I would say the majority is more uncertain, rightfully so. One thing we have been doing with clients is figuring out what exactly need, what does the platform need to look like for it to translate into business to successful results. So like if, for example, two ROAS last year translated into something, that's not gonna translate the same this year. So you gotta figure out what's the relationship between what is the platform saying? If you have a, an attribution system, great, if you don't, how does it look like on the business? Maybe run an analysis in the last five, six months and figure out that new dynamic. Because when you're in money time and you, you know, add those zeros in the ad account, um, you want to have confidence that you're doing the right thing for the business. So I would say do some analysis on that and how does that translate into the, the business? That's what we're doing with a lot of clients now. Nick, what about you? Let's have you go next. Yeah, I was, I've been thinking about this one for a couple of days now because it's something I've been reflecting on because we've had this conversation at least having with our internal team and then seeing we do a lot of call recordings right and so if you can't be on a call we're going through and reviewing them and you can do some sound or like can do like word assessment word clouds on the most common words pull it pulled into this so we use uh, Avoma and Firefly so those are the two tools that we use to listen to a lot of our conversations just to make sure we didn't miss anything if the note taker can't be there but that being said a lot of people are way more dialed in on their numbers than they've ever been. Sometimes, and you can know if you're working the, the servicing business, like, yeah, like, we could we could afford to spend X dollars to, to acquire a customer. We can afford to spend, yeah, here's our account. Like they give you a range. This year it's like, if it's not at 35 CAC, done, cut it, turn it off, don't, don't run it. And a lot of people are very dialed in on it. And look, iOS hurt a lot of people but it made them be a little bit more sophisticated on understanding what the overall CAC could be and focus on new customers. Like I will have to give the North Beam and the Triple Whale and a lot of these like attribution tools credit. They're educating the market on understanding what new CAC is. Like they have to be focused on how many net new customers coming in. And a lot of the, the more sophisticated brands, brands in the 10, 20, $50 million range, they already were thinking about how do I acquire new customers? Cause they know how much they're going to spend in the first 60 to 90 days. So what does what do major moments like this do for you? Because a lot of the things that we're having to have conversations with is some brands are going, look, we acquire a customer during a large sales period. They are not as valuable to us during, a, during non-sales period times. So it might actually be 
advantageous for you to not run offers and just hype up a new product release or hype up a new something where with no discounts. And these educated conversations were not happening before. They were basically uh, sales are here. People are buying. How how many people can we get to come into our door? And they weren't thinking about the impact that it has on this relative LTV. LTV I'm not talking like three, five, 10, 15 years, I'm talking one year, how many purchases are going to happen. That was stuff that was not happening before. So with that long statement being said is people are being a little bit more dialed in other numbers. Um, they're not giving as much wiggle room as they would before. And they aren't saying like, you must spend X on Facebook and you must spend X on TikTok. It's more of going like, we can spend this this pie of cash up to you to disable and up to you to kind of spend it how you want, but make sure we match the overall day-to-day targets. And it's, I think it's more educated. There is a little bit of a fearful tone across the board, but generally speaking, they're knowing it's a major moment. So they're excited for what potentially could happen, but they definitely don't want to go below the floor. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Moshe, what about you? Um, it's a weird one because uh, our clients didn't really suffer this year. Like We know they're supposed to. We know they're the market they dropped down there. But uh, Israel actually actually expect, expecting a big growth just because we saw it all around. So it's, and it's a weird, like it's, a, it's, not, uh, it's not normal. Um, so we're actually optimistic <laughs> to the end of the year. So we don't have like a sad conversation. We actually go, went drinking together. Uh, and I'm really happy about this. But yeah, what the, something that I said is super important. Measuring new us and not just uh, in your marketing is super important. But at the end, you wouldn't get the remarketing anyhow. Like you're going to get an email, you're going to get it and it's super cheap and so on. Uh, and all of our clients are connected. We have like an internal attribution system and basically we measure only, only new customers, either new emails or new cookies or whatever. Like it, it, with each one is a bit more complex. And basically, we try to optimize, which is kind of difficult to send a signal back to Facebook, but only for new clients. Uh, and if you can do it like in the pixel level, because with some of our clients, let's say, uh, me always like, uh, you know, out of B2B, the new clients comes after you know, a month and a half. There is no signal there. But uh, for a uh, mixed size or a uh, nectar and so on, easy plant or whatever, flexible, when the events are happening really fast, we can choose to optimize only for the new ROAS, basically not just the new user, but new ROAS. Uh, and then we can see actually that the, the additional incremental value we bought to the business. Because uh, again, the remarketing, like we have ads that are just go direct to remarketing and we know the creative is, it's not shit, but it's not driving real value and it could get those value like, you know, anyhow. Uh, and that's why we did our ad strategy, but it's not like just end of the year, it's like all the time. But yeah, at the end of the year, you see it much more because you get a lot of repeat customers. And it's like fake numbers. It's like, yes, it's real money, but... Uh, but you would have gotten most of it anyhow. Okay. So final question here to close things out is, where do you see the biggest opportunity in Q4 this year for media buyers? Tamir, let's let's hear from you first. Um, cr- the biggest opportunity is, I think, to, to get your team to work extremely efficient together. I think it's, like what we what we've had is up until today, uh, not until today, up until this year, you were probably at a place where you invested majority of your paid social money into Facebook, maybe some Snapchat, maybe some Pinterest, depending on the brand, depending on what you do. I think what's happening now is TikTok is slowly taking a little slice of the pie, depending on the brand. Again, some brands may not, you know, use TikTok, but if you do use TikTok to do TikTok right, there's different levers than you've ever had before, which means you need a creative team to work in 
better tune with the media buyers. You can't just afford to continue the same process you've had before because it requires partnerships. It requires more UGC. It requires a little bit more rapid ad creation than what you've had before. So I would say to me, the biggest opportunity and what we're going to focus on is getting the creative in our media buyers to work together. If you can hire somebody to be that person who is able to kind of put together the numbers and the creative and, and own that roadmap, great. If you can't, make sure that the teams are like in, in great tune together. And that's what we're going to do for all of our clients um, because we know that that's where the money is going to be. And that's exactly, you want to move fast this year. You don't want to, mm -hmm. you don't want to take another week to do an iteration. You want like next day or same day um, to do an iteration. So th that's what we, I think is going to be the, the biggest focus for us. That's great advice. Nick, what about you? I just think we have to stick to budgets. Like, I think there's, there's some of your media buyers on your team. Like you have like multiple personalities within the team. Some are like, Oh, I want to spend, I want to go, I want to gas it. And then you have some going like, well, let's just make sure we, we hit our goals and be careful. I need my, I need my person in the middle. Like I want to make sure that we are not pushing brands. Cause this, this happens with agencies, right? Like we get percentage of spend, like we get a percentage of rev, we get a percentage of thing. And like, it needs to be for this, more towards the brand. Like, what does the brand need? What does the partner need? What are they okay with? Rather than us, like, yes, you do need to push and have that certain conversation, but don't don't push your luck. Don't go too aggressively on it and just make sure like sustainability is there. Because last year was incredible. Keep pushing. But we also had like logistics issues. And so do you really want to hurt yourself potentially for the like, Q1 setup? Um, just be very aware of like what numbers you can or can't be pushing at. So generally speaking, we are we are sticking to what the plan is that we set. We've spent months on setting plans. Trust trust your planning, right? Like don't go off the script unless you, you think it is all aligned. And it comes back to what I said earlier. If you don't know what you can or can't spend and how many units you can sell, you're going to be in a situation, especially when the timing is like go time and no slowdown. So. Makes sense. Moshe, uh, you want to close this out here with your with your insight? Wisdom. We'll find out the wisdom. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I kind of agree, but I think like the restriction should be uh, regarding about uh, sticking to the plan and so on. And you shouldn't like think even budget-wise. At least again, we never even we manage small budget. We only think about the ROI goal at the end. Yes, of course, you should think about stock, and we did uh, got back tons of time just because we went out of stock when we started. But right now, all of our plans are kind of big, so we don't have this issue anymore. Um, but at the end, put a ROAS goal, and the ROAS goal should be, again, for, for new clients, and put a different, much more aggressive ROAS goal for the repeat clients. So basically, it's like, uh, you should pay like 10% of what you pay for a new client. Uh, again, it's a benchmark, you can do whatever. Um, and that's it. Don't limit yourself by budget, but you know, you cannot overspend if you have to stick to us. And I do it when a lot of automation, like we have emails, but you can do a lot of stuff with the Facebook automation and a lot of system out there. Um, so... As soon as you have alerts, and basically, I have some noise here. Okay. Put in automated uh, alerts as soon as you have like 10% or 20% more CP than what you should, like in real time, every hour. And just check it out. So have like a responsible person in the team just to see that you don't fuck up. Because it's don't want to wake up tomorrow and see you spend like 100K too much. Because that's like, you know, it's time to get back on this. Yes, it uh, is. <laughs> it is. No, we well, did. thank you, panelists, for all the <laughs> excellent insights here. Um, if anyone watching would like to catch a replay of this session, please head over to commercexcel.com to upgrade to a premium ticket for an on-demand access to all event sessions until the end of the year. 
as we wrap up here, I encourage you to network with other participants in the networking lobby and also meet our partners at the exhibition lobby. Your next client, business partner, employer, or employee might be in there. And we will see you in the next session to uncover how to navigate targeting and marketing in a cookie list world. Moderated by Chloe Thomas, founder of both the e-commerce master plan and brand new Keep Optimizing Marketing Podcast. Um, that's going to be at 1215 EST. Chloe, a little bit about her. She's a best-selling author, international and keynote speaker, and marketing expert with over 15 years of experience and expertise. She will be joined by none other than Ben Parr, Don McGraw, and Jen, I don't know how to say the last name, so I'm going to skip it, Brian Walker and Vishnu for what is going to be shaping up to be a huge panel. So head over there and thank you so much for listening in. Thank you once again to Rich Panel, the Platinum Sponsors, Partner Hero and Customer Labs, the Gold Partners, and SEM Rush, VideoWise, and Farah, the Copper Partners. Appreciate you. And remember to keep the conversations going using hashtag CAC2022 and hashtag Commerce Excel Conference and tag 2X Ecommerce on Twitter, 2X Ecommerce on LinkedIn, and see what people are talking about as part of this event today. So thank you again. and. Um, appreciate you tuning in. Thanks for listening to this episode of 2X e-commerce. We encourage you to connect with our community of 2X e-commerce listeners on our Facebook group, e-commerce growth accelerator mastermind. Just search for 2X e-commerce on Facebook to find it. Answer three questions and you'll be approved. Grab the show notes of this episode on our website, 2xecommerce.com. Finally, if you haven't already, give the show a review on your podcasting app. Catch you on the next show and keep growing.